1: 5.07, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. First up, a six-day protest is currently ongoing um, outside the U.S. Embassy in KL over the U.S.'s veto of a ceasefire in Gaza. So this began yesterday. About 100 people um, started to march from the Tabunghaji Tower in Jalantan Raza to the U.S. Embassy. And this is part of a six-day, uh, what they're calling a blockade. Um, and it's organised by the Secretariat Solidarity Pact, Palestine. Uh, it is supported by 35 NGOs, 15 student movements, as well as political parties like PKR, PAS, Amanah, Muda, Muda and PSM. And this is in response to the US vetoing the United Nations effort to push for a ceasefire in Gaza.
2: Yeah, but, you know, uh, Shamla, to be honest, I mean, if anybody's been following the issue of Israel and Palestine, you know, uh, since it started, well, you know, 1948, uh, you know, there'd be any number of reasons to uh, protest the Americans uh, for their staunch support of Israel, as even as it turned into an apartheid state. And, you know, and even as it sort of allowed for the most vicious language to come out from the mouths of, you know, Bibi Netanyahu and his, uh, you know, cabinet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in many ways, (laughs) you know, because the U.S. has been a staunch ally of Israel, uh, there there are multiple reasons. But OK, well, this is what's also interesting, and I just want to put this out there as well, is uh, the kind of bipartisan support this particular effort is getting, uh, and which so shows that sometimes you know you need an international cause to bring people together.
1: So a number of things has, have happened. Um, the reason they initially called it a blockade was it was meant to be that. However, the police actually stopped the uh, the group of people about two hundred meters from the embassy. Uh, since then, they've set up tents. Uh, the KL police chief Alaudin Abdul Majid has said that they hadn't received notice from the organizers that this blockade in front of the US embassy was being planned, um, and they have advised them not to set up tents as they could be violating. Um, instructions essentially they're not allowed to uh, embassies are usually sort of protected zones in that sense
2: right you know but because you look at the call it the geography the landscape of the, of, of the embassy and its environment it's really just fronts a, a huge highway and so these tents are literally across the that multi-lane highway and nowhere in the vicinity of the embassy and so in no way can even be um a blockade because Mm. things are going to be going in and out of their embassy uh nobody's stopping them so it i think that the invoking of the the idea of a blockade it really is about um, reminding us of what's happening to the people of gaza today rather than as a um a serious strategy in terms of this particular protest
1: yes and also a a sort of I suppose an expanding of um, continuous protests and and voicing out of um, opinions that we've been seeing across the world, right? And we have been seeing continuous protests even here in in Malaysia. So we will be hearing very shortly from um, one of the uh, representatives of Secretary of Solidarity Palestine. We'll be joined by Noor Hafiza Shamsudin. But in the meantime, let us know what do you think of this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double nine tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish Feudal Mentality. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It's just coming up to 5.13. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. We're talking about a a six-day protest, um, currently ongoing, outside the U.S. Embassy in KL over the U.S.'s veto of a ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, We want to hear from you. What do you make of this? You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. Joining us now is Noor Hafiza Shamsuddin, representative of the Secretariat Solidarity Palestine, who are the organisers of the protest. Hafiza, thanks for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. So the march started yesterday from Tabung Haji Tower to Jantun Raza um, and then to the US Embassy. What was the mood like at the time? How do you plan to keep uh, spirits up?
0: Um, the mood was very positive, actually. Um, we were a bit worried about the turnout because it did begin to rain the first part of the night, but it was really an amazing experience. Um, being in such a diverse crowd across political lines, racial and religious lines, it was a true gathering of like-minded and concerned Malaysians. Um, as far as keeping spirits up, we have activities planned for each day. Um, tonight we have a Sesi Puisi number pantun that starts at 8 o'clock. So we invite and urge members of the public to drop in for show solidarity and take part.
2: Yeah, speaking of turnout, uh, the number of protesters that have been reported as not particularly high, and it- especially in comparison to the kind of numbers that we see uh, in cities around the world. What accounts for the issue of turnout? What could make it bigger or smaller in your mind?
0: Um, I think turnouts for protests in general can, can vary for several reasons. Um, unfortunately, in Malaysia, the Palestinian cause, at least up to date, is still largely seen as a Muslim cause um, rather than a humanitarian one, as it is seen the rest of the world. Um, and this is so despite of the images coming out of Gaza and the West Bank showing us blatant attempts at ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. Um, I think another thing that could be an issue is um, just fatigue from the issue. It's been going on for 75 years and 81 days, so it's natural for people to feel dejected, um, tired and angry, and as if their voices don't matter. So we're hoping that with the six-day protests, um, spirits are lifted and we can show that we can really make an impact.
1: So, actually, speaking of impact, I mean, um, earlier we were discussing how uh, the word blockade isn't, uh, it, it, you know, doesn't <laughs> necessarily seem to be uh, what this is. Instead, it's more of a, a gathering, a protest, but it is going on for six days. Uh, what impact are you hoping to have with this move? Um, is it more of a symbolic act?
0: Um, well, we have four main um, goals that we're hoping to achieve. Um, the first being to. End the indiscriminate killing of the Palestinian people. And this includes not just women, children and babies, but also Palestinian men. Um, We want to urge for an immediate, permanent and unconditional ceasefire and the ending of the genocide and the killing of um, Palestinians um, and the upholding of international law. The third being the halting to the fighting and to address the immediate needs of the civilians in Gaza, both for aid and protection, and the fourth being a recognition of the Palestinian people's right to a sovereign state.
2: Yeah, so we don't have any, um, we don't have a diplomatic, we don't have diplomatic ties with Israel. And so, um, you know, your action is focused on the U.S., one of its staunchest allies. I wonder if this, if you can explain to us whether this protest is essentially about the U.S. veto on December the 8th uh, at the Security Council, or is it something larger? Why the U.S.?
0: Um, specifically, this protest is in relations, yes, to the December 8th veto. Uh, most recently, we've changed it. We've seen a change, um, sorry, in stance of other countries, but not that of the United States. So that's why as of now, we're focused on sending a clear and loud message to the US.
1: Speaking of which, the EU, the UK, Canada are also staunch allies of Israel. And uh, despite popular protests in Europe um, or in Britain or in Canada, uh, there hasn't seemed to uh, been a lot of change in their policies. Will you be extending your protest to include those governments? Well, we
0: have to be honest here. Um, Israel behaves with impunity because of the support from the US government. And this includes financial, military, political and moral support. If we're able to cut this off or at least curtail it, Israel will be severely handicapped. This means that the U.S. generally has power to bring an end to this entire genocidal attack.
2: Now, there's been a lot of discussion about consumer boycotts uh, of companies and brands that have either explicitly supported the state of Israel or which have punished pro-Palestinian solidarity among their workforce. How effective do you think a consumer boycott uh, can be in Malaysia?
0: I think we need to remember that for a boycott to be successful, it needs to be focused and it needs to be targeted. We currently see a whole list of brands that needs to be boycotted, um, from kitchen, uh, daily use kitchen brands to makeup brands. Um, So while this raises an awareness amongst the general public about the occupation of Palestinians, it's difficult to implement a long-term boycott of these brands. So this is why if you check the Malaysia BDS website, There's a targeted boycott approach and it limits the brands to a few at the time. But having said that, with the support of the public's right to boycott as many brands as they feel like they can, so some fast food chains have become targets and that too rather successfully has have coffee chains. So this has come about organically and it has been brought about by a global people movement due to the action of some of their franchises.
1: So these sorts of diplomatic uh, relationships or ties can get quite complex, right? For instance, many NGOs and civil society activists here receive funds from the US, from other Western governments. What is the ethics of taking money or participating in activities that are sponsored by pro-Israeli governments?
0: Well, I guess that's just the reality of the NGO world. Um, We're always in need of funds. Um, If the funds received don't come with any strings attached, then everyone is able to freely exercise one's agency, then I don't see that as an issue. We all know that not everyone's going to agree to everything. Differences are a part of and parcel of activism. Um, But I think a true question arises if the funds come with strings attached, especially those that curtail the freedom of choice, then it really becomes an ethical dilemma that's best avoided.
2: Okay, so um, do you have any other activities planned to uh, continue keeping this issue in the spotlight?
0: Well, right now... For the next six days, we have activities planned every night. Um, We have some daytime activities planned too that will be highlighted on our social media platforms. So we hope that with the help from members of the media like yourselves, um, the spotlight will continue to be on this issue and we get support.
1: What would you like to leave us with, Hafiza?
0: I hope that we aren't too upset with what we're seeing. Um, It's normal to feel like our voices don't matter and our voices aren't heard. But if we all band together like we did last night, um, I think we can really, really make a difference. And it's time now to stand together and stand tall and make our lives, our voices loud and clear.
1: Javiza, thanks for speaking with us today. Thanks very much. That was Noor Hafiza Shamsuddin, representative of the Secretariat at Solidarity Palestine, uh, the organizers behind a six-day protest outside the U.S. Embassy, currently ongoing, uh, in protest of both U.S.'s support of Israel as well as their veto of the UN a proposed UN ceasefire in Gaza. Let us know what do you make of this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine